Hi, and welcome to the Domestic CEO Podcast. I'm Amanda Thomas. Save or splurge? It's a question we often find ourselves asking, especially when we're shopping for household items. It's hard to know if spending the extra money on household items is really worth it. So to help you make your buying decisions, today I assembled a panel of quick and dirty tips hosts to help answer the questions of when to spend and when to save on household items. First, I want to thank today's sponsor, Privlo. Are you freelance, self-employed, maybe a business owner? The professional landscape is changing, but traditional mortgage lenders are stuck in the past. Privlo is a new kind of mortgage lender that lends the right way. They take a holistic view of your finances to see if you qualify for a mortgage, even if you have a one-time credit blemish. To apply, go to privlo.com slash podcast and fill out a simple online form. You'll have a decision in hours. That's privlo.com slash podcast. Privlo, get home. NMLS ID 1076413. And now in an amazing demonstration of their compliance, that means Privlo's on the up and up, a few words from the government. Privlo.inc is a licensed equal housing mortgage lender. NMLS ID 1076413. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight, under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, Illinois Residential Mortgage Licensee, Washington CL 107-6413, Texas License 107-679. With me today are Mighty Mommy, Cheryl Butler, Clever Cookster, Kara Rada, and Tech Talker, Eric Escobar. Thank you guys all for joining me today. Very excited for all of this. So I love that you've all joined me because you guys are all experts in your niche. So I can't wait to hear what you all personally recommend to save or splurge on. But first, can you each tell a little bit about yourself in case the listeners haven't yet tuned into your shows? So why don't we start with Cheryl? Hi, my name is Cheryl Butler, and I am Mighty Mommy. And my podcast covers all kinds of tips and tricks to help your parenting life um, be a little bit easier and a lot more fun. And I'm the mom of eight kids. Uh, ranging in ages from nine to twenty-two, so I have I have a lot of experience. I'm really excited about this topic today. Eric, how about you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. I do computers for a living. I'm a professional hacker. My episode of Tech Talker, I just talk about how to make your life more simple using technology, which is generally the antithesis for most people. So yeah, that's generally what I do is just try and make computers easier and safer for everybody. Very cool. And Kara, how about you? Sure. I'm the director of editorial and partnerships at cookster.com and also the host of the Clever Cookster podcast, where we share lots of different relevant tips from the world's best kitchens and cooks. Love it. And you, all you listeners out there are probably starting to understand why I've assembled these guys. They've got some great points of view on the home items. So let's get started with Cheryl. From your perspective, what is one thing or what are a couple things that people should save money on around the house? Uh, saving money. I'll tell you what my very first thing uh, is that I recommend not spending more than you have to. And it is dining room sets and furniture. Why? Well, today's families are on the go. They're busier than ever. Um, and one of my favorite things to do is I get my eight kids together when possible and have a meal together. Um, with everyone going in different directions, that's not easy. So a lot of the times we spend um, eating in our kitchen. Um, we have a huge island because we have a large family. Uh, so 
we invest in um, great bar stools for our island um, because that's where we congregate and have our meals. The dining room, um, I tell you what, I'm sorry that we invested the, the, the effort and the money that we put into that because we only use it a few times a year or the kids use it for homework. So, yeah, I would not be spending more than I had to um, on dining room sets. That is a very interesting perspective from a mom of eight. That is a good perspective there. Um, Eric, over to you. What would Tech Talker recommend saving money on when buying electronics for the home? Generally, it would be uh, getting an old phone over a new one. Generally, if you get a phone that's you know about a year old or two years old, you can pick them up for a lot, a lot cheaper than you could if you were to buy the brand new one that's out on the market. And generally, I would always go with, uh, if you're going to buy an older one, buy something refurbished like from Amazon or um, if you have you know some trusted site in your area that like Facebook, there are Facebook groups that you know you can sell stuff on, kind of like Craigslist, but a little bit more reputable. You know, If you can find a good deal on there, I'd say always go for the old phone. Generally, there's not a lot that can really go wrong with it. It's really easy to wipe them. So you know you're going to get something fairly clean. That's just the way to go. You can save a lot of money on that instead of getting something brand new. And then the other thing that I would say is that uh, you don't need to spend a ton of money for uh, for a nice camera because um, if you're just going to use your phone, a lot of these phones will have you know 1080p video, which is full high definition. They'll have over eight megapixels, and um, you know they can at least shoot video in 30 frames per second, which for the general person is going to be way more than enough. Awesome, love these. And Kara, how about you? Where do you recommend people pinch pennies in their kitchens? So one thing that I see people overspending on often is nonstick pans. Even in expensive nonstick pans, you'll want to replace them as soon as the nonstick coating begins to scratch or flake. So you're probably not going to be buying one set or one pan for life. A mid-range nonstick pan rather than a really top-of-the-line one will do just as well. And also some um, digital kitchen items like digital scales. You really don't need to overspend um, something that's mid-range again that will do the trick will probably be just as efficient as one of the really high-tech expensive ones. And then some of those sort of everyday use items like prep bowls, tongs, graters, there's not really a lot to an item like that. So as long as it's going to fit your uses, the right size, dishwasher safe, you'll probably be fine. Dishwasher safe is so important for those of us with busy schedules. It helps to be able to throw those right in. So now let's move over to the fun part. Let's talk about when it's actually a good idea to spend a little bit extra. And for this, why don't we go in reverse order and start with Clever Cookster. What items do you recommend splurging on in the kitchen? So I think first it's important to be really realistic about what you're going to use and spend money where you'll enjoy it. So for me, that means that I spend a lot of money on ingredients, getting really good quality produce, um, meat, proteins, vegetables. That's really important to me. Um, Good knives are really important. If you have just one great chef's knife and you take good care of it, that will last you a really long time. And that's a really personal item that you want to spend some time shopping for. Cast iron or stainless steel cookware can also be a really great investment. Again, if you take care of it, it can last a long time. Um, And then sort of depending on how you cook, if you're going to be making a lot of pureed soups. If you make smoothies every morning, it might be worth it to invest in a really great blender. If you know that you make a lot of stews and casseroles and you cook a lot in the winter, you might want to get a really great enameled Dutch oven. But just sort of being realistic about how you cook and then investing where it counts. Good advice. Eric, back to you. What are the items you recommend spending a few extra dollars on? 
Uh, mine is definitely a backup service. I use a backup service called Crash Plan. I think it's maybe $50 a year. And then if you have a whole family of computers, I think it's maybe $100, $150 a year. It's honestly some of the best money you could ever spend. And I don't even really consider it splurging just because of how many times it saved me. Just, just because it's so worth it to have so much space. You can not have to worry about it. You set it and forget it. Just knowing that all your pictures, videos, you know, everything that you have on your computer, all your documents is going to be backed up, you know, and you have to think about it. Um, and then kind of go along with that too. If you ever um, use a service such as Dropbox or maybe Google Drive uh, or iCloud, you know, where you can buy that extra space, I always recommend buying that extra space just because that way anything that you put in there is going to be automatically saved, backed up, and on the internet somewhere. And a lot of people are distrustful of the cloud and, you know, putting things up there that somebody's going to find them. But generally, a lot of these services are way more secure than your home computer are. You know, I, I always ask people that, that are nervous about keeping stuff up on the internet, uh, you know, well, how secure is your house? Because it's probably a lot easier for me to go in and break into your house and steal your hard drive than it is for me to go break in, you know, Apple, Google, or Dropbox and one of their data centers or trying to steal your password in some way like that. So generally, just, just spend the extra money, get the extra space that's backed up. It'll be well worth it. And then the other one that I have too, it kind of goes in contradiction to what you should splurge on that if you don't have a digital camera or a nice phone, uh, that can at least record with the specs that I mentioned earlier. Get something that's at least that good. That way you can take a lot of pictures, a lot of videos, um, and just have those memories. Very good. Hey, one more time. Can you give the name of that first the storage? Hey, it's crash plan. It's okay. crash like a car crash and then plan like uh, you know, a financial planner. You know, it's crash plan. And there's a lot of other good ones out there. There's Mosey and there's also Carbonite. I personally use Crash Plan. I like them a lot. Uh, one of the things that I really like about it is say, you know, your house burns down and you know, you have all your financial information on your hard drive, they'll mail you a copy of your hard drive, you know, they'll put, they'll put your information on a backup hard drive and send it out to you with no extra cost. I think I think you get like one of those per year. Um, but that makes it a lot faster instead of having to restore gigabytes and gigabytes over a, uh, you know, over like your cable connection. Okay, awesome. That is so good to know. Um, and finally, Cheryl, as a mom, what do you recommend splurging on? Well, I have a couple of items that um, I wanted to share. Um, one is something that maybe people don't really think about because we're sleeping, but mattresses. Um, with 10 of us in the house, there's nothing I can say more than when someone gets a cranky night sleep or they, they just uh, don't wake up uh, feeling well-rested, the rest of us sometimes pay for it and they don't have a good day either. So um, right off the bat, even when my kids were babies and uh, were in crib mattresses, um, we always invested um, more on the mattress because it lasted longer. It didn't sag. It didn't. Um, we didn't have to worry about the coils popping up when kids were jumping on the beds and all that kind of thing. So definitely, um, I have always um, thought you get what you pay for when you invest in a mattress. And spending more is something that I will do um, right up hopefully until my 80s and 90s. I will always have a good mattress. Um, and then the other item that I have always for a family uh, is a, a good investment, is a good stroller um, uh, for a few reasons. One is um, a lot of families will use their strollers up until the child is even three years old. I mean, you're in and out of the car, you're at the park, the playground, the mall. Um, there are such a wide variety of um, styles now, but you can buy a stroller that you think, oh, you know, I, I'm going to just use it a little bit and uh, I won't spend extra money, but the wheels break off. It doesn't fold and collapse nicely when you're getting in and out of the car. 
Um, and then if you have more than one child that's been used with you know, a second baby, um, you'll get your money's worth out of that. So definitely investing in a good stroller um, is worth a few extra bucks. Very good, you guys. Thank you so much for all these great tips. I'm so glad you guys were able to join me on the Domestic CEO today. If you aren't yet subscribing to Mighty Mommy, Tech Talker, or Clever Cookster, you can find their shows on quickanddirtytips.com or on iTunes, where they all have great advice every week. Thanks again to today's sponsor. Are you self-employed, an entrepreneur, or business owner who's successful, has good credit, but can't get a mortgage through a traditional lender? Privlo, a new kind of mortgage lender, can help. They take a holistic view of your finances to see if you qualify for a mortgage. Even if you have a bankruptcy or foreclosure over a year old or a short sale six months ago, you still may be eligible. Same thing if you've avoided taking on debt and have a clean but limited credit history. Privlo knows the gig economy is the new normal and built a company that specializes in home loans tailored to fit real lives. To apply, go to privlo.com slash podcast and fill out a simple form online. You'll have a decision in hours. That's privlo.com slash podcast or call 855-477-4850. Privlo, get home. And now in an amazing demonstration of their compliance, that means Privlo's on the up and up, a few words from the government. Privlo.inc is a licensed equal housing mortgage lender NMLS ID 1076413, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, Illinois Residential Mortgage Licensee, Washington CL 1076413, Texas License 107679. Until next time, I'm the Domestic CEO, helping you love your home. <music>